Sunday Night Local, a half an hour or so gathering around the Word of God. And we're continuing in Series 2 uh, that we've been in for a few weeks now. But whether you're joining live tonight at 8pm on Sunday evening or whether you're catching up with us a little bit later on, a massive welcome to you and uh, thank you for being a part of this teaching this evening or whenever you are uh, consuming it in one way or another. I'm just going to wait a couple of moments as people uh, jump online and as I do that let me just give a quick plug to the stronger worship nights that we've got coming up. We're doing one on the 11th of November and one on the 2nd of December. Two of those evenings at the Empower Centre haven't. Both of them are going to be 7.30pm and there's going to be a time of just hearing from the worship team who are going to minister to us as we just receive in God's presence and we're going to have a short word, we're going to pray together, we're hopefully going to take communion together as well. So that's going to be a great opportunity to gather together as Family Church haven't and there's going to be an email that goes out that you can pre-register. Remember all of our events at the moment we need to pre-register for because of reduced um, capacity and all manner of different things. So uh, that email will go out this week and you can join uh, with us on the 11th of November and the 2nd of December. Excellent, we're going to continue in the thoughts that we've been in, so have your Bible ready, have your notepad and pen at the ready, don't forget that you can use the chat function if you're watching this on a phone or on an iPad or a laptop, whatever it might be. And let's turn our Bibles to Galatians um, chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, we continue to be looking at the fruit of the Spirit and over the last few weeks we've looked at love and joy and peace and we're looking at what the fruit of the Spirit is, how it's produced in our lives and displayed through our lives. And really we keep coming back to the central thought and I can't say this enough and I don't apologise for repeating this sentence every single week because it's so key to our understanding of the fruit of the Spirit that no amount of human effort can produce spiritual fruit. No amount of human effort can produce spiritual fruit. It's so important that we know that. Otherwise, we'll always be trying to be more patient, trying to be more joyful, trying to do it in our own strength. And there'll be a limited shelf life to that. But also, it won't be the real deal. We won't be displaying God's love, God's patience, God's goodness, God's kindness, and so on and so on. That only comes when we know what it is to die to self, as the Bible teaches and we've looked at before. And we choose to yield to God's Spirit now in us and display naturally the life of God that is in us and display it through our lives. So Galatians chapter 5, and we're going to read this tonight from the Passion Translation. We've looked at this in the NLT and the NIV. Let's look at it from uh, another perspective in the Passion Translation. So Galatians chapter 5, just to give you a moment, um, we're going to be looking at verse um, 16 first of all, and then 19 to 23. It says this, As you yield, remember that word yield means simply to surrender, and to give way as you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and the power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. So in other words, as you give way to God's nature that is now within you, you'll move away from the way that you once used to live, the way that once came naturally to you before you were saved. Verse 19, just recapping these verses. The cravings of a self-life are obvious. Sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, pornography, chasing after things instead of chasing after God, manipulating others, hatred of those who get in your way, senseless arguments, resentment when others are favoured, temp temper tantrums, angry quarrels, only thinking of yourself, being in love with your own opinions, being envious of the blessings of others, 
murder, uncontrolled addictions, wild parties and all other similar behaviour. Haven't I already warned you that those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit the kingdom realm of God? But the fruit of the Spirit, which is within you, is divine love in all its varied expressions, joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of hearts, and strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. So, so far, as I said, we've looked at the fact that the fruit of the spirit is love. We've talked about God's agape, never-ending, unlimited, unconditional love that is available to us, but also we can display through us. Then we talked about joy, that joy is not determined by what's going on around us, but about God that is now within us. And we talked about peace. Again, the same kind of thought, that it's not about the external, but it's about the internal of what God is doing within us. Now, tonight, we're going to teach about patience. Now, sit at the edge of your seat, lean in. And I say that because this isn't something that naturally is exciting or naturally we can't wait to learn about patience. I don't know whether you thought, yeah, he's teaching tonight on patience. I can't wait to learn about patience because love and joy and peace are all things that we want more of in our lives. But I don't think many people say, I want more patience in my life. God, teach me more patience. Or if we do, it may be followed up with a thought and I want it immediately. I want it now. I want to learn patience, but I don't want to have to wait for it. I want it now in my life. And so sometimes we think or we hope that maybe just maybe Paul accidentally put this on the list, that God accidentally made it a part of a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And we just kind of wish that it was just kind of put to one side. But it is a vital part of what it is to have the nature of God within us. So let's look at this um, tonight, because just as we said of love and joy and peace, patience is something that is in short supply in this world right now. We live in a world of instant gratification, don't we? Instant coffee, microwavable meals. We are the drive-through generation where we don't want to have to wait. And if we order something online now, we don't even have to wait for it to be delivered. We can go and one hour later go and pick it up from the shop. We are the, the generation that cannot wait. We don't like it when patience is required. We don't like it when we're put on hold when we find our insurance company or our bank company, right? Uh, and no amount of nice classical music is going to make that any better. Are you with me tonight? That when we're waiting there on the phone and they tell you, don't worry, your call is important to us, you're number 22,764 in the queue, but you will soon speak to an operator who will accidentally cut you off just when you finally get through. But I'm not bitter. You can tell I'm preaching to myself as much as I'm preaching to you tonight. Um, but but it's not something that we enjoy. We don't enjoy waiting at the post office or queuing at the shop as we're having to do a whole lot now in this COVID type of world. We don't like it when we're stuck in traffic. Don't get me started on traffic. As I said, this is a personal experience tonight. And this thought of a lack of patience sadly flows into so many different areas of modern day life. It flows into how people handle their finances. The people used to save up money to buy something that they wanted to have in their life. Nowadays, we live in a generation that is buy now, pay later, stick it on the credit card, get another loan, don't worry about it. It can wait to another time and we just put off having to pay what it is that we have bought. We 
see it acted out in relationships that people surrender God's best for their life because they settle for someone that is available to them now but they cannot wait it affects our choices that people make the easiest choice rather than necessarily the best and well thought out choice so often people can't concentrate on the here and now because they're just focused on what is next you see patience speaks of delayed gratification yes as i just said a moment ago we live in a world that is all about instant gratification now another aspect of patience as a fruit of the spirit and i want to look at all these different things tonight is this thought of the ability to endure now your translation when you read galatians chapter 5 may say the word patience for other people it may say long suffering or forbearance and paul uses this, this word macrophumia let me just take a drink macrophumia now again if you're a greek scholar and i've pronounced that wrong please forgive me stick with me Macrophumia means this, endurance, constancy, steadfastness, perseverance, forbearance, long-suffering, slowness in avenging wrongs. And so we come to the big concept that I want to teach tonight when it comes to patience. That patience is not just about waiting, but it's actually about character formation. If you're taking notes, write that down tonight. Patience is not just about waiting it's actually about character formation. Now, when we display God's patience, when we display God's long suffering, it means that, yes, we know what it is to wait and we are get better at waiting. But it's not just that. We also become people who endure, people who keep going, people who know what it is to forgive when others have hurt us. And if we're going to get through this life successfully, which is God's desire for us, we're going to need to know what it is to show patience what it is to be long-suffering whether that's raising children whether that's going through various trials in your life because i think sometimes we boil patience down to just being something about not having road rage when you're stuck in traffic but it's far bigger than that it's about god growing you to be long-suffering now the theologian martin luther made this great statement about long-suffering he said this <coughs> Long-suffering is in itself a work of the Spirit. It is the quality that enables a person to bear adversity, injury, reproach, and makes them patient to wait for the improvement of those who have done him wrong. When the devil finds that he cannot overcome certain persons by force, he tries to overcome them in the long run. To withstand his constant assaults, we must be long-suffering and patiently wait for the devil to get tired of his game. I love that phrase from Martin Luther. But we've got to be long-suffering, wait for the devil to get tired of his silly little games in our life. So tonight, I want us to look at three areas where we need patience, where we need long-suffering, the type that only the Holy Spirit can produce in our lives. So the first one is this, if you're taking notes, we need to be patient with God's timing patient with God's timing chances are that tonight you are waiting on God for something you're waiting on God for your healing for your deliverance for your breakthrough for a change in your finance for that job to come about for that promotion to come about you're waiting for your loved one to be saved for your loved one to be healed 
you're waiting for your marriage to be better for a better um, forecast in whatever it is that you're waiting for you're waiting for coronavirus to be wiped off the face of planet earth like you we all are and you've got the rhema promise that we spoke about in series one of sunday night local you're prophesying over your life you're doing all the right things and yet you find yourself still waiting and it's been days for some of you it's been weeks for many it's been months for some it's been years for some of you watching for some of you watching tonight it may even have been decades and you still find yourself waiting and we can get impatient with god god why haven't you done this god you can do this at the click of your fingers you can do this in one moment so why have you not yet brought this to pass why do i have to go through all of this in my life and this is where we have to go back to series one of Sunday night local teaching and remind ourselves of the teaching of faith that God is not playing with you. God is not experimenting with your life. He's a good heavenly father, but what he will do is grow you and form character within you. Now we don't always like that when it comes to God's timing because we want what we want and we want it now. And we get so focused on the destination, but God's not just interested in the destination. He's all about the journey. He's all about your formation. He's all about you becoming the character that he knows that you can be. David said this in Psalm 37 verse 7. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. We don't always like to wait patiently we want to reach the destination listen god loves destination but he also loves to put purpose in the journey that we go on to the destination now i've just highlighted a moment ago i'm not a fan of traffic i mean pastor Kirsty will tell you when i find myself stuck in traffic i will literally choose to go out of my way even if it is miles out of my way to just keep on moving I, I need to keep on moving i'm too driven it's a character default within me just pray for your pastor that he would have macrophumia patience long suffering in his life when it comes to traffic but when it comes to traffic there's only one thing worse than being stuck in bumper to bumper traffic and that's when one of your beautiful daughters will sit in the back and say that infamous phrase are we there yet when we're not even moving and i thought you know i used to hear people say that when when you have kids they ask that question on a long journey are we there yet and i thought that's just a stereotypical comment Ch kids don't actually really say that and yet here we are stuck in traffic and my one of my children will say are we there yet now how often can we be like that when it comes to god and and waiting for it god are we there yet are we at this bit where I get healed yet? Are we at this bit where I find somebody who loves me? Are we at this bit where my friend or my family member comes to know you as a Lord and Saviour? God, are we at this bit where what you've written in your word finally comes to pass in my life? Are we there yet? Listen, I want to say to you tonight, patience produces character. Patience, the journey of patience produces character. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12, just turn there for a moment. In the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12, the writer of Hebrews says, We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience, remember the two so often go together, inherit what has been promised. The Passion Translation puts it this way, So don't allow your hearts to grow dull or lose your enthusiasm, but follow the example of those who fully received what God has promised, 
because of their strong faith and their patient endurance. I want you to write this down if you're taking notes tonight. Waiting is not something we just do until we get what we want. Waiting is a process that God uses to turn us into who he wants us to be. Let me say that again to you. Waiting is not just something we do until we get what we want. But waiting is a process that God uses to turn us into who he wants us and needs us to be. Now, you may not naturally be good at patience. But again, this is where it comes back to the central point of our teaching on the fruit of the Holy Spirit. But it's not about us trying to be more patient. It's about us surrendering to the life of God within us and allowing God's patience to be displayed in and through our lives. Now, if you look back over situations in your life where you have sometimes had to wait for God's timing, where you had to display patience, where you had to display long suffering, chances are you would look back and say, those are the times when my character was built. I know in my life, my young life, a lot of you could have a lot more experience on this, but I would say that the times when my faith has grown the most are times when I had to wait and trust in God's timing. And hindsight teaches you that God's timing is always perfect. I'm thankful for the times when God said no to me. I'm thankful for the times when God said wait to me because he always knew what was best for me as a loving Heavenly Father does. James 5 verse 7 to 8. James writes about a particular topic, the return of our Lord, but he makes this statement that it really is a general comment on how we should wait for God's timing as well. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, be patient as you wait for the Lord's return. Consider the farmers who patiently wait for the rains in the fall and in the spring. They eagerly look for the valuable harvest to ripen. You too must be patient. Take courage. For the coming of the Lord is near. I wonder if you've ever eaten fruit that wasn't yet ripe. And you, you bit into that fruit or whatever it might be. And, and you thought, it's not right. James says, think about the farmer. The farmer waits for his crop to be perfect before he harvests it. Likewise, just as the farmer knows the perfect time, so does God know the perfect time for us. Maybe you have a dream tonight that you're just waiting on God for. I want to say, don't give up. On that promise being fulfilled in your life. God is producing something within you. And he can't give it to us yet. Until our character has caught up with where we need to be. That's sometimes the truth. That's sometimes the situation. I love my daughter Gracie. 11 years old. She's very uh, mature. Very sensible if you know her. She's a lovely character. I love her with everything that I am. But how many of you know. It would be foolish of me to give her my car keys. And say off you go. You go for a spin. Why? She's not yet ready. She's not yet mature enough. She hasn't grown up enough. And I believe sometimes God has us wait for his perfect timing because he knows we're not yet ready for what he has in store for our lives. This is what it is to walk by faith. Now I want to say when we don't have God's patience within us, when we don't surrender to God's long suffering within us, we end up cutting corners. We end up doing an Abraham and settling for an Ishmael instead of an Isaac. I want to encourage you, wait for the Isaac in your life. Don't surrender your Isaac for an Ishmael that you just chose to force the issue because God's timing is perfect. Habakkuk 2 verses 2 to 3. Then the Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. 
This vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently, for it surely will take place. It will not be delayed. The message paraphrases, it's on its way and it will come right on time. The problem is so often we want God's resources, but we don't always like God's timing. Paul says in Galatians chapter 5, the spirit within you can produce patience that will cause God to grow the faith that is within you. Some of you have a choice, I believe, tonight over something that you're waiting for. You can trust God or you can force the issue. Listen, the former will always produce better results in your life. Patience shows and grows your faith and your trust in your Father. So patience allows us to trust God's timing. Here's something else that it does. It allows us to be patient and long-suffering in trials. Number two, we're to be patient and long-suffering in trials. James chapter 1, verse 2. Verses that we've looked at a few times in this lockdown period. It says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Other translations say perseverance. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be complete and perfect, lacking nothing. Romans chapter 5, verse 3 to 5 says, We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. God's spirit within you can produce long suffering that enables you to keep going in trials. You may be in a trial right now, watching me tonight, the seasons of your life as Pastor Andy has been talking about storms on Sunday mornings. You may be in a storm right now. You may be in a trial and you don't know whether you can keep on going. Listen, maybe you can't in your own strength, but God's spirit within you, his long suffering within you can enable you to keep standing firm even in the trial. Now, does that mean God puts stuff on your life to make you miserable? No, God is a good heavenly father, but he will use stuff to grow character within you. Remember, patience produces character. And Paul says this, this patience, this long-suffering, this macrophumia, it allows us to say, God, you see the bigger picture here when I only see a small fraction of what's going on. It's a little bit like a jigsaw puzzle. Here we've got a jigsaw puzzle board or a, a box, a Venetian waterway. Doesn't it look very nice? And you may be somebody who hates puzzles. You may be somebody who loves puzzles. I don't know, maybe you started puzzles in lockdown and then got rid of them. I don't know. But here's the reality. God sees the overall picture of your life. Remember, he is, uh, he was and is and is to come. He sees the beginning from the end. He's outside of time. He sees the overall picture of who you are and what you're journeying through. Here's the problem. You see one piece. And that's fine when this piece is joyful and this piece is great and this piece is full of provision and purpose but what about when this piece represents pain what about when this piece represents trial what about when this piece represents something that is uh, countermount to heartache in your life 
And we can look at this piece and say, God, how does this fit in the overall picture of my life? What is this season all about? Why are you subjecting me to this piece in my life? I, I became a Christian so I didn't have to go through things like this. I thought becoming a follower of Jesus Christ would make my life easy. What is this piece all about? And I believe that God wants us to know tonight that no matter how difficult the peace that you may be holding in your life right now, God has a way of making it fit in the overall picture, the finished picture of your life in a way that will make sense. You may say, God, why? Why now? Why do I have to be subjected to this? And yet God knows how it fits in the overall picture and God can sustain you even in the trial. God can cause you to be long suffering even in the trial. And you know what I found? I found that God enables me to stand firm. God equips me for this season that I'm holding in my hand. But it also means that later on down the line, as the Bible says, we're able to comfort those who journey through a similar season. That we can say, I know what it's like to hold that peace. I know what it's like to hold that season. And God is going to see you through just as he saw me through. God sees the bigger picture of your life. Remember in series one, of Sunday Night Local, when we spoke of faith, we spoke of Joseph. And in Genesis chapter 37, he was given a dream. And we saw how it meandered and the different moments of life that he went through. And there were some pieces when he was in prison. There were some pieces when he was sold into slavery and rejected by his brothers. But he must have thought, what is this piece all about? And yet all of those individual pieces made up the bigger picture of his life, where he ended up in the very center of God's purpose for his days and the prime minister of Egypt and all that God did for him and through him. God's spirit can produce patience and long suffering, even in the difficult trials of life. And thirdly and lastly, God's spirit within us can enable us to be patient and long suffering with others around us. Romans 2 verse 4 speaks of our God in this way. It says, don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? God is patient with us, with me, with you. He's not irritated by us. He's slow to get angry with us. And God's spirit in us enables us to be patient and long-suffering with those around us. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 2 says, Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Make an allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Now listen, at the end of that sentence, when it says because of your love, you know what word it uses for that word love? Yes, it uses the word agape. Remember we looked at this a, a few weeks ago. And so he's saying, because of your love, it's saying, when you are patient towards other people, you are displaying God's agape love through your life in the way that you are and in the way that you respond. But again, we won't do this in our own strength. We'll do it when we surrender to the life of God within us. Remember what we read about God's agape love in 1 Corinthians 13. Agape love is patient. Remember this? Agape love is not easily angered. 
Now, what do we say about long-suffering? Paul used this Greek word. You're going to see how this all ties in. He uses this Greek word, macrophumia. Remember that word? Now, let's break that down for a moment because the Greek word macro means this. It means large or long. Now, if you've ever been to the macro shop in Fairham or an equivalent one somewhere else, you know, that's a brilliant shop. I love taking my girls there. They think it's like a, a shop for giant people. It's just like every bit of cereal is massive. Toilet rolls are massive. If you're running out of toilet roll in a second wave, go to macro and get your toilet roll, whatever it might be. It's huge. And macro means big. Macro means large. It means long. And then the root word fumus means this temper. So macrophumia literally means this, long-tempered. The opposite of short-tempered or the opposite of having a short fuse. And Paul is saying without macrophumia, we have short fuses. We have tempers. We become irritable with people around us, people who have hurt us. Remember, this is the acts of the flesh where, where we have bursts of anger, where we have division. But he says, but now that you have the Holy Spirit within you. You don't need to be short-tempered. You can be somebody who displays macrophumia, what it is to have a long-tempered, what it is to be patient and long-suffering with people around your life. 2 Peter 3, verses 8 to 9. Do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but for everyone to come to repentance. Listen, how can we be patient? Because our God is a patient God. Aren't you thankful for that? I know that in my life, I'm thankful that God was patient with me, that God remained loving towards me, that he waited for me. But he waited for my salvation. He waited patiently for me to repent. God is a God of patience. And God's spirit of patience within you, of long-suffering within you, can produce character within you. So that you are patient with God's timing. So that you are long-suffering in the trials of life. And so that you are lovingly patient with those who are around your life. Let me just pray for you as we end this gathering around the word tonight. Holy Spirit, I just thank you for your long suffering. I thank you for your patience that is now within us. Father God, I thank you that you have been patient with every single one of us. But when we were far away, you waited patiently, just like the prodigal son, for us to come home. And you welcomed us with open arms. God, I thank you for your loving patience. But every time that we slip, every time that we mess up, you are faithful to forgive. And God, I pray that this patience within us, this macrophumia, this long suffering will enable us to, to be patient as we wait for your perfect timing. In those things that we don't understand, in those things that we're waiting for, in those promises that are yet to be fulfilled, God, we choose to trust you. We choose to be patient in your timing. God, I want to speak a word of strengthening and a, an encouragement over those who are in a place of trial right now. 
Lord, may your macrophumia, may your long suffering be so evident in their life that you would enable them to stand firm even in the midst of trial. But as Pastor Andy's been preaching, even when the storm is raging all about around us, the waves will not erode, erode our trust in you, Heavenly Father. And Lord, I pray that we would be lovingly patient with those around us, that we would be long-tempered, that we would have a long fuse with those that we may struggle to get along with at times. Father, that can only come as we surrender to your Holy Spirit now within us. Thank you for your Spirit, which is love, which is joy, which is peace, and yes, which is patience as well. And I pray that we would be people who display that macrophumia in all different aspects and areas of our life this coming week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that tonight. Go over some of the verses and uh, let's be people who know what it is to display patience and long-suffering. God bless you all. We love you and we'll be back here next Sunday evening for another gathering around the Word of God. Have a great week.